wellness for the rest of us, the podcast. Here we talk about wellness topics with the intent to come to an understanding of ourselves and others through learning about our experiences, others' experiences, our physiological drives and spiritual aspects. All of this then funneling into techniques and exercises relating to each month's topic. This is episode 11 and as you know our focus for this month has been the inner critic. That sometimes rowdy and overwhelming voice of negativity towards us. Last week we talked about three techniques for working with this protective though not always helpful part of ourselves and this week I had planned to crack into three more techniques but I realized over the course of the last two weeks that I need to do an information intervention between the two weeks because there are reasons, valid reasons why we might be hanging on to our inner critic. We may need to look at and acknowledge these reasons before we can utilize our techniques for working with our inner critic properly. So I'm going to stick with our threes policies to talk about why we might be hanging on to our inner critic desperately without even realizing that we're doing so. The first reason we may hang on to our critic, as I spoke about briefly last week, is it because is because it becomes a crutch for us. It it becomes the reason we don't have to put effort into something. So saying I'm a bit hopeless because I don't stretch is a surefire way of getting off stretching scot-free without having to do anything about it. And mum saying that she's a dumbo gets her off putting in effort to learn technology. Um, first, no shame here. I've been using this to get out of putting effort into things for a grand, huge portion of my life. Still do if I don't catch myself. Saying, you're a big fat fatty to myself saves me from the ass drag that is going for a run. And it's also a really reasonable out because we don't often witness via TV or social media or even our community the effort and discipline that goes into success, whatever that looks like for a person that you're maybe comparing yourself to. So when you say you're hopeless, right, Patricia, is this is this a crutch? Because I'm actually happy to say I cannot be bothered with the pain and attention that stretching takes. Instead of I'm hopeless, I'm just going to say I, I don't want to. I don't want to stretch. Because reframing how we're speaking to that, it's still we still don't have to stretch. <laughs> but we're not creating those neural pathways of, you know, of I am something. And we still, the end, the end is the same. I still don't have to stretch. Saying, I can't be bothered with stretching. I don't want to. It's sort of, it's, it's a true statement. It's owning our shit. And it doesn't carry the disempowerment of a blanket statement of hopelessness. So it's time to drop that crutch, yo. That was reason number one why we might be subconsciously hanging on to our inner critic. Reason number two why we might be desperately but subconsciously hanging on to our inner critic is my societal, familial or peer values dictate that I have to beat up on myself a little bit. 
not doing so and having compassion and love for myself might be considered outrageously arrogant. I'm hopeless, I'm ugly, I'm dumb. Other I statements I've always heard around me. So that must be the way we have to do it. Fair, but also not anymore. We're not getting arrogant by releasing our inner critic. We're starting to create a bar for ourselves we can actually meet. We're creating accountability next to our compassion. And that's the start of healthy, reliable self-esteem, not arrogance. I've also noticed that if I work on my critic out loud, folks around me pick up on that and, and they don't, they, they start running with it themselves. There's, there's no, you know, there's no hate from outside about me working with my inner critic when I do it out loud. So that's reason number two. If I don't rag on myself, I'll be labelled arrogant. Reason number three, I won't become better at my job, my relationship, my health, my face if I don't push myself with broad statements about being a bit sucky. Well, yeah, this is exactly what your critic is aiming to get you away from, being a bit sucky. But tell me, when has calling yourself hopeless ever driven you to get better at the thing that's creating that supposed hopelessness? I reckon probably never. You say, I'm hopeless and nothing ever changes. But if you say, shit, I lost my glove again, it might lead you to roll up your gloves and put them in your pocket next time. Or you say, God, you're hopeless and nothing changes except for the neural pathways in your brain that make you shrink a little further from the world. But if you say, I don't stretch very often and doing so might be quite good for the temple and you might do a wee stretch next time you're idle. So reason number three, I won't be better if I'm not awful to myself. So we have number one, uh, we need a crutch to get us out of putting effort into something, especially as we're never taught that life takes effort. Reason number two is that society tells me that I'm arrogant if I'm not beating up on myself a little bit. And number three is that I won't get any better at anything if I'm not ragging on myself. So those are probably the brick wall you hit in your attempts to put the critic aside and trust me I know I know well I've had a lifetime of brick walls as my dad recently pointed out to me but awareness and acceptance constantly practiced is is what makes our slow changes for the more well happen um, I don't think this episode is providing you with any work as such I think acknowledgement of these brick walls is enough I accept noticing our crutches. So the first reason, noticing our first reason when we're using our inner critic for the first reason, which might be quite often. Um, I don't think it's necessarily it's necessary to do anything about them yet, but to just, again, sort of reframe our language around that voice because truth is, go, you hate stretching because it hurts, not because you're hopeless. Just like you hate math because you're a right brain lady who's never had much use for numbers and gets really overwhelmed by trying to put them all together. Not because you're dumb. So, yeah, 
Okay, that's all, folks. Short and sweet as we like them around here. I will see you next week for three more anacritic techniques and the week after for beginning on judgment. So please send your judging audios to wellness for the rest of us at outlook.com. Thank you again for your courage in that. Um, keep working. Keep working on all your inner critic things and I will see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.